Yes. God has brought some of us from a mighty long way. Mighty long way. Over the hills and valleys, we had to come through. But God was there, and he brought us anyway. Amen. Woo. Thank you, worship team. Thank you. And good afternoon. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Woo. I just can't believe it. See, giving honor to God who is the head of my life. I am truly humbled and honored to be here today standing in front of you. I want to thank this great pastor, our great pastor of this church, for asking me to step in and just give a word today. You know, the pastor is a great example. You know, I see him coming here sometimes, and, you know, he's tired and he doesn't feel well, but he still shows up. And he still does what God wants him to do. And that inspires me. Because sometimes, you know, after traveling five, 600 miles a week on the road, I don't always feel great. You know, and sometimes I don't feel like getting up. But when I look at him, I'm like, I just have to be here. I have to be here. So I want to thank you, Pastor, for, you know, just in inspiring me and encouraging me and leading and guiding me. It's just such, so great to be here. And that introduction got me all choked up. And I'm not an emotional person. But I just want to thank my pastor. To the first lady in her absence, I want to thank her for all her encouragement. And she's always smiling, always giving, you know, advice. To my minister colleague, Sister Nefty, who is well on her way, you know, she is certainly a blessing to this church. Amen. And to the steward board, the trustees, the lay organization, missionaries, everyone, I want to thank you for your love and kindness. When I first walked through these doors last year, I felt the love. And I knew this was the church for me. I knew I belong here. You know, I never had that feeling before. When I was in Albany, never had that feeling. As soon as I came up the stairs, I'm like, yep, this is the one. You are a great, loving people, and I thank you, and I thank God to the wonderful worship team, which I miss singing with you guys today. You are truly a blessing to all the musicians and everybody, to the friends and visitors. I want to acknowledge, you know, two of my coworkers, Gio and Mike. You know, I, I didn't know Mike was coming. You know, I asked Gio, and she said, well, I may come, but, you know, but thank God they're here. Could you just stand? I, I just, you know. It's good to have support, amen? amen? Amen. All right, now, originally I was going to preach for an hour, and then, <laughs> and then the pastor said, no, that's too long. So I said, all right, since the pastor won't allow me to preach for an hour, I have to use my 3B principle. And the 3B principle is I'm going to be brief, I'm going to be basic, and I'm going to be seated. See, sometimes God doesn't need to say a lot to get his message across. Amen? Amen. But there is a message from the Lord today. Our scripture, which was read earlier, I'm just going to pull out the seventh verse, where it says, But go tell the disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. 
There you will see him as he said to you. My sermon topic for the day is disconnected, but yet still loved. Let us pray. Gracious God, Father, we come right now to the preaching time, Lord, where you will hide me behind the cross. It decrease me, Heavenly Father, so people can see your increase. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Disconnected, but yet still loved. Now, I've read this passage over and over and over and over again, and I used to get confused. Because I said, well, why does it say, but go tell the disciples and Peter? Now, Brother Brown, Mark 3.13 tells me that Jesus appointed 12 disciples. Andrew, Peter's brother, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called a zealot, Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor, and of course, Simon Peter. Now, after Judas hanged himself, Judas Iscariot, before Jesus died on the cross, there were 11 disciples left. So this passage confirms that Peter was a disciple. As a matter of fact, Peter was the first one called by Jesus. This same Peter who cut off the soldier's ear. This same Peter who rebuked Jesus' death. This same Peter who walked on water when he saw Jesus. This same Peter who walked on water, who raised the woman from the dead. This same Peter who healed the lame man. So why, why, why does the author make the separation of distinction in verse 7? Go tell the disciples and Peter. It doesn't need to be said again. It's understood that Peter was a disciple. That's like saying I'm a Christian and I believe in Christ. Amen? Amen. (laughs) Now who could have misinterpreted this? So at first I said, well, maybe this is a misprint. You know, maybe the author didn't mean to write what he did. So you ask, why did he single Peter out from the others? Now, according to Webster's Dictionary, the term disconnected means to be detached, withdrawn, to separate something from something else, to break a connection between two or more things. You know, like sometimes you're on your cell phone and you're talking to someone and you get disconnected and you lose effective communication. Well, that's what happened with Peter, this great disciple of ours. Now, Peter was a fisherman, and back in those days, fishermen were considered manly men with hot tempers and vulgar language. They were traditionally uneducated, but would have had ample wits and survival skills, Mm -hmm. acquired by working hard, braving the seas and the fish market. Fishermen, Stereotypically, were men of action, very physical, and unafraid of others, which Peter certainly demonstrated. Mm-hmm. Could it be because Peter was guilty of a sin that was so serious that he probably wondered if he was even in good standing with the Lord? Yeah. This is the, also the same Peter who that Thursday, before Jesus went to the cross, denied him three different times. You know the story. When Peter showed up, young lady asked him, uh, 
aren't you with him? No, I don't know the man. Yeah, yeah. The second time, no, I'm sure you were with them. You talk like them. No, lady, I don't know the man. And then the third time, cursing and swearing, I don't know the man. Yeah. And then when the cock crowed, Peter went out and wept bitterly, bitterly, ashamed because he felt he deserted God. Now, my nephew in South Carolina was a very talented high school athlete. He played football, he played basketball, and he played baseball. He was amongst the top three in the state of South Carolina. Well, he went to college and didn't behave himself. So at my aunt's funeral in South Carolina, my brothers got a call and said, Tony got in trouble. So they had to leave the funeral to go pick him up. Of course, my brothers were disappointed. They were angry. And Tony felt ashamed. He felt so ashamed that he went to Atlanta for three or four months. You know, we tried to call him. He wouldn't answer the phone. We were worried. Didn't know what happened to Tony. He came home one day. And I just happened to be at my mom's house. And Tony walked in, and my mom said, Tony, there's food on the table. And Tony was so hungry that he almost ate the pot. <laughs> so, you know, I, t I, I embraced Tony. I said, Tony, listen, we all make mistakes, all right? But we still love you. Don't feel disconnected that the family no longer wants to have anything to do with you. You know, sometimes, like Peter, we feel this way. We feel that we have been disconnected by one thing or another. Have you ever felt disconnected from God? Have you ever wondered why, if he's really there, is he really listening? Sometimes you feel lost. Sometimes you feel alone and wonder, where is God? Where is God? Well, God never leaves you. We may leave him, but he never leaves us. You know? I would say, the author said, and Peter, just to show that Peter felt disconnected, to give him a message of comfort and to know that he's still loved and accepted. Jesus forgave Peter, yes. even though Peter turned against him. Yes. Not only is Jesus telling us that he forgives Peter, he also forgives us. Yes. And he tells us that there is hope no matter what we have done in the past. Jesus looked beyond our faults and saw our needs. And thank God we serve a God who sits high and looks low. A mighty God who is merciful, who is forgiving. Now I stopped by here to tell you the day that God said, don't feel like an outcast. Don't feel disconnected. It doesn't matter how many kids you've had out of wedlock. It doesn't matter if you're wearing the latest fashion. It's not, it doesn't matter if people call you everything but a child of God. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. It doesn't matter if people talk about you. Just know God loves you. He said, whosoever believe in me should not perish but have everlasting life. So just because you think God does not still love you, let me tell you, Jesus came to save the saint and the sinner. David said in his word, I was once young, but now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Amen? They tell me that Jesus loved us so much that he sacrificed his body for us. 
We used to sing it as a child. Yes, Jesus loved me. Yes, Jesus loved me because the Bible tells me so. Yes, Jesus does love us because one day he sacrificed himself. You know, they spat on him. They beat on him. They cursed him. He was bruised for our iniquities. But yet, he went to the cross anyway, called Golgotha. When Jesus went to the cross, they tried to make him drink vinegar. They put nails in his hands. They put nails in his feet. They put a crown of thorns on his head. And even then, Jesus took on the sins of the world for us. And at that point, even Jesus felt disconnected because he shouted in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama shamabashadi, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Then he looked up to the heavens and he said, it is finished, it is finished, my God. So don't be disconnected. See, that's not how the story ends when Jesus hung his head and died because on the third day he rose and he got up. He got up with power, with power, with power in his hands. That's why we can say today, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. I was once lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know him? Well, praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Woo. Hallelujah. Disconnected. Disconnected, but still love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't feel disconnected. God love you. It doesn't matter what you've done. He can forgive you. Disconnected, but still love. Somebody need to hear that message today. God still loves you. I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you've been. How long you've been traveling on this road. God still loves you. That's the message today that God wants you to know. God bless you.